Hello and welcome or welcome back to It's Trinity's podcast. We have two special guests today, Crystal and Jennifer. Hi. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having me. Glad that you're here. Glad to be here. All right. And Trinity, uh, tell us a little bit more about what this episode's going to be. This is about moms, just moms that are raising um, um, black kids or biracial kids. Okay. So, Auntie Crystal, she has, she is an African-American mom. She has two kids, African-American kids, and Jennifer, she is a Caucasian mom with a biracial child. Right. All right. And do you want to um, start with questions? Okay. But before we get started, this is still a no hate zone. So anyways, follow me on Instagram at It's Trinity's Podcast. So let's get into questions. All right, let's go. So, Auntie Crystal. Yes. Have you ever gotten a call from um, your kids because they either got pulled over or had to deal with a mean cop? Actually, yes, I have. Um, Thank you so much, Trinity, for having me here. My son, DJ, is 19, and my daughter, Keisha, is 21. And the city that we used to live in was a little small town, And the cops, as they should patrol, but patrol a little bit more than normal cities that aren't aren't as busy. And so my son, unfortunately, got pulled over plenty of times. Sometimes it was because he was speeding, rightfully so. And then sometimes it was just because he was driving while black. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay, Jennifer, have you ever gotten any stares because you are with a child, a biracial kid? Yes, the first time that I experienced that, Isaiah was under a year old. So I want to say he was around six to nine months old. We were at Walmart and he was sitting in the cart and I was checking out and a an older white gentleman with very white hair um, was walking by, locked eyes with me, and then looked down at Isaiah and then looked back at me, making sure I was still looking at him and shook his head at me um, in disgust. And that was the first time that I ever experienced um, racism, me being white. That was kind of the first eye-opening experience for me to uh, start my my journey um, and my deconstruction. But yes, okay, um, Auntie Crystal, how did you teach DJ and Keisha about how to deal with cops? At Trinity, that's that's such a great question. 
I am African-American and my kid's father is also African-American. And because of my personal experience with the police not being negative, I was very naive. And I thought that just do exactly what you're supposed to do and everything will be fine. I've never had negative interactions, whereas their father has had negative interactions with uh, the police. And he took a different and more stern approach, which was pull over pull over in a lit place where other people are. You pick up the phone and you call me immediately and make sure that I'm on the phone and you tell me exactly where you are. Um, and when, once that kind of started to happen um, and I saw how he would um, teach them about certain things, I realized that there's a different world that they live in. And um, with the recent dealings with African-American people in the United States with police and how it's been treated, it definitely has uh, brought me to a higher level of awareness and also personal fear, right? Really and truly, especially in 2020, I lived in fear for a while that my son or my daughter may not come home. Um, and so definitely we want them to do exactly what they're supposed to do, but have one of us on the phone when it's happening and to be somewhere where hopefully someone else can record. Awesome. Okay. Jennifer, from your perspective, do you educate Isaiah on what is going on in the world currently? I do now that he's a little bit older and a little more mature and he's at a place where he can ask questions and interact with me more. Um, but for a long time, I used to shield him. I, th I grew up shielded and thought that was the best course of action for him. And then I started to realize I was doing him a great disservice by shielding him and also sort of, um, denying the fact that he is biracial you know he's my son and so to me he's just my son but to the world that is not the case and so I had to to really take a hard look at am I doing a disservice by you know shielding him and not really talking to him about the things going on and I was and our Actually, where I got that information was in our foster care classes. They talked a lot about when you have foster children, um, you know, being open about with them about their culture and different things. And that kind of got me thinking about even my own son. And so we definitely talk um, about things going on. He saw all of this stuff last year with um, George Floyd and the riots and, um, had questions and it's, it's hard conversations. There's tears and there's anger. Um, but I think that those are things that, that have to be said and talked about. And I will add, it is also for me, I get, I do get a little bit angry that I have to have these conversations with my son um, and almost resentful of the people that don't have to. Mm. Okay. Auntie yeah. Crystal, has anybody treated you or your family like you are criminals? So when I was, when I was a younger girl, probably in my 
probably my mid teens, uh, a girlfriend of mine and I were at this like indoor mall and like a strip of a mall with a lot of different stores. And my mom was going into this craft store, which bored us a hundred percent. And so she allowed <laughs> us just to go around and, you know, go in and out of stores and shop and do whatever. And we did that probably for a couple hours and we were in a store um, and my mom came in and she came in hot, mad and was like, what are y'all doing? What's going on in here? And we were just like, nothing. We're in, we're kind of like just looking around probably in the store for the third time. And she said, someone came and told me that there were two girls in the store and they were stealing. And the only two girls that she knew of was us. And she came to come and find us. Now we weren't stealing. We were just being teenage girls walking in and out of stores repeatedly, having fun, looking at stuff, picking things up, playing around and leaving. But that was my first time realizing that, you know, your behaviors can dictate other people's perception and opinion of what you're doing, even if you're not doing anything at all. Um, and, and it let me know very clearly right then and there that there there are people that are watching you even when you don't think that they are so um it, it was a it was a hard life lesson but it also was a good one yeah okay jennifer yes have you educated isaiah on what could happen when he's old enough to drive not yet. We haven't had those conversations. We have had the conversation of, um, you know, he's not allowed to play outside in the front yard with, you know, toy guns. Um, he's He can only have brightly colored Nerf guns that have the orange tip on the end. Um, I have had to take away, you know, certain toys, play swords and things like that. Um, in the front yard because I don't want it, you know, just a quote unquote concerned citizen to call in. Um, and so we, he already, and that's the hard part is I don't want him to have an awareness of himself, but he has to. Yeah. Um, now I have a question for the both of you. I'll start with Crystal. Um, since DJ is, you know, I think he's 19, 18, right? almost 20. 19. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's, he's a bit older now, you know, obviously he's, he's, he's gotten into things and, and, you know, he's had to have some dealings with, you know, getting interactions with the police. Um, is there any advice that you would give to Jennifer of her younger son or to the audience on, you know, how to just handle that as a mom, because that, you know, there's so many different levels of, of reaction, right. you know, first is that the mom's reaction of what the heck <laughs> or, um, you know, and then, you know, of course that black mom's reaction of, Oh my God, are you okay? And, you know, so there's, there's a couple different levels. So what, what would you probably, what would you encourage moms to do, um, you know, and to, to, 
I guess, to prepare themselves because in, in today's world, it seems like it's inevitable. Yeah, I, I'm going to be real honest. I think the one thing that we as women have to be able to do um, to prepare ourselves is to build a relationship and form a bond with an African-American male and trust what he tells you. It's really that simple. It is something that we as women, no matter what color we are, are going to be able to understand. To a certain degree, we will, because some Black women do uh, come up under the same hate. Um, but I don't believe at the same rate and frequency as African-American men. Um, and so I think it's pivotal for us to have conversations with Black men, ask questions um, so you can understand the experience, right, and the experiences that they've gone through, and then allow your son to build that same type of relationship with that said man, if necessary, if they don't have someone in their life. If they have their father in their life, you're already on the right road. He is probably instructing his son the best way to do it. And what I would say is just trust your husband or trust the child's father. And in all honesty, it, it's, it's a matter of life and death. And that's really the seriousness about it is that it's a matter of life and death. And so if he says, this is what we're going to do, then that's what we're going to do. Now, we all have common sense, so we know not to do anything crazy, but trust them and trust their experiences and be ready to be emotionally drained and to have sisters like like we have here on the phone to pick up the phone and call when you are just exhausted and you're scared because you're you're rapid worry. Yeah. Now, Jennifer, <laughs> I did tell your emotion earlier. Um, and because, you know, obviously Isaiah is still, you know, he still has a journey ahead of him, but what would be your, be, what would be your advice to, to moms of, you know, biracial children or biracial young men, um, in raising their sons and, and kind of getting to a pivotal point? I think that especially if you are a Caucasian mother to biracial children, um, whether you've adopted or they're biological, um, you have to educate yourself. You have to get out of your bubble and you have to understand and know that people of color's experience is different than your own. And you have to understand and accept. And it doesn't, it's not in a shameful way, but you have to understand and accept that there is white privilege and you need to know the facets of that so that you can um, educate and help overcome that and help in, in knowing um, what other people are going through. I grew up super sheltered. I grew up um, super religious. And so only in the past few years did I start understanding and seeing and accepting the fact, you know, there is white privilege and that's not a, it's, it's not something that I'm, I'm upset about, or I'm, I'm, you know, 
just accept it and move on so that we can help be part of the change. Like nothing's going to fix if, if white people aren't at the the forefront of this. So that's the biggest thing because I see often, I've seen so much, so much craziness on the internet of, you know, people adopting children of color and not really knowing what they're doing. And, that's very damaging. And so you go into it thinking you're doing this amazing thing for humanity by adopting a child, but then you're, you're really doing more damage than good. And um, so educate yourself. And if it's, if it's ruffling, ruffling your feathers and you're being offended by it, sit with that and lean into it. There's a reason. Um, And it's okay. And sit with and talk with people of color and um, close your mouth and just hear what they have to say and surround yourself with people of color and um, learn from them and then find ways that you can help advocate for them and be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. Excellent. You know, I really um, have great gratitude for the both of you joining us today. Um, this is Trinity's show, so I'm not going to take the full, <laughs> the full all the minutes to, to express that gratitude, but your answers were wonderful. So, And something for um, my listeners, I want to say that we're not doing anyone a favor by hating each other. We're actually slowly killing each other so what if so for example if you said so if you have a sibling and they took your cute sweater and you told them that you hate them tomorrow's not promise if the next day they're not there with you you're gonna regret your words and just by saying that to people you might not know, that's also hurtful. Even by killing someone, you're hurting their family, but you're also hurting yourself because you're going to get hated by everyone after you hated on someone that you did not know. That's valid. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Well, I just want to thank you guys for joining us. Um, Trinity, do you want to close out the show? Yes. But before I say my outro, next week we're going to be talking about my experience um, as a biracial child. And we're also going to talk about Karen experiences. Uh Well, stay tuned for that. And please don't be a Karen. Oh, goodness. Well, stay tuned and definitely tune in for that um, Um, next week. I'm sure it'll be real juicy and interesting. Okay. Thank you guys for coming. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having us. And thank you for listening. And remember to follow me on Instagram at It's Trinity's Podcast. And this is still a no hate zone. Bye. (laughs) Bye.